Hello. Hello. Welcome to Mind Body Stuff. <laughs> I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. Welcome back to another episode. We today are going to talk about success, our definition of success, what that means, how it can be really painful. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it'd be interesting to even begin to define what failure means mm -hmm. and why we view it the way we do and, and how it can be just such a personal definition and uh, where they come from, starting to understand them. And I'm going to give you a little background as to why this po this podcast. 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 Where you from, Maine? <laughs> that was not Maine. That was not, where you from, Maine? That's Maine. Is that Maine? Well, it's like a crab fest. Oh, oh. Oh, good. <laughs> they eat lobster, don't they? They eat lobster. Or blue crab. Or blue crab. Remember there? Yeah, blue crab. They like blue crab over there. Yeah. They're moving a crisis there, though, with the workers to do the blue crab. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. But that's a whole nother podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Not one by us. <laughs> the blue crab podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> we have a new career coming, which ties into my definition of failure and success. Why this podcast came to be is because I've been feeling like a huge failure in many avenues of my life, uh, especially this week. So... For some reason, I'll just give you a little backstory. For some reason, things just have not been working. Like, for example, uh, trying to record online classes. We've got to get this ULA 1 video up. The camera doesn't have an SD card in it. Even then, when I teach the class, it's like a total, excuse my French, shit show. Then that was on, uh, that was Thursday. Even Wednesday, the day before, I have all of this stuff that's just not working. Um, like, bad accounting that I've been doing. So my numbers are actually skewed, which is really depressing when you think you're doing better than you actually are. Um, just, like, nothing is feeling good. Nothing feels like it's flourishing. Um, yeah, just kind of depressing stuff in the mm -hmm. work environment. But the thing is, not only work-wise, but even in my personal life, like, I have Huxley's birthday party is on Sunday. I called to get some cupcakes made. The guy I didn't think was, like, totally understanding my order. So I called again the next day. Good thing I called because there was no record of the order. And then I called today just to confirm because I had a weird feeling. Couldn't find the second order. For what the cupcakes. going on? And I'm on? supposed to pick them up tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, it took literally three calls to get a cupcake order made. Like, <laughs> this is how my life has felt this week. It's been really challenging, and I feel... And like, it's hard because we came off of this kind of amazing week yeah, in Minneapolis. I think you're right, and I think that is probably... That, that kind of amplifies this because we did. We came off feeling so great, and we just... Yeah, it was it was it was awesome being there, mm. and then come back to this, and everything just feels hard. Honestly, everything just feels really hard, and uh, the personal life stuff. It's like I don't know. Like you can never. I can't. It's it's not like I can stop being a mom. Like I've had some bad parenting moments, but it's not like I'm going to stop being a mom. But like with this work stuff, it's like. I'd be like, oh, I should just quit. I suck. Maybe baby number three means that I should just be a housewife now. Like, 
I, you know, it's, it's really triggered a lot of my insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. And so anyways, Bernice knows that cause I've been whining for days now. <laughs> I'm like, stop whining. I'm like, let's do a podcast on success <laughs> <laughs> and how we define it, <laughs> which is perfect because, um, I think part of, of this kind of definition of success, uh, when we just kind of have our eye on the, on the, on the prize of what success looks like, when we don't reach that, we feel the, uh, we feel failure Mm -hmm. more strongly than if we weren't so tied to this idea of success. Yes. Very good. And so I think for me, you know, I just, I do, I have expectations of myself and I, and I, I want to be, I do like, I want to be successful, but now my work is, defining actually what type of success is important to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when I, so when I really look at it and think about it and go back to my why, what is the, what is my why for doing this work? It's not for, you know, it's not to make a ton of money. It's not to, you know, have more instructors than, you know, this company, that company, whatever. Those, those really aren't, they're really not my goals. My goals are to do meaningful work, to empower people, to um, help us feel connected as humans. All of this work that is really hard to uh, to calculate or to measure, mm-hmm. that's the right to word, measure. to measure, yeah. these things are actually what matter to me, but I can still get caught up in the measurements sometimes. And I realize that this week has, has just kind of made me confront that in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's been challenging for Which me. Which I think is kind of helpful though. Again, we're going to talk about the negative, the, the benefits of the negative of kind of sort of, again, reevaluating why we're doing this work. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, what success means to us. So we don't get sort of hung up on numbers or um, don't get our value sort of through whether it's, whether our bank account is really um, big or not. And also Mm -hmm. made us kind of reevaluate what we're doing with the program, I think. Right. Which I think we wouldn't have done uh-huh. Without this, um, this sort of co- cosmic nudging, totally of like, look, these these numbers aren't matching up. Yeah, you exactly. know. So it is weird how we immediately go to the negative, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, but we wouldn't have thought of any of this without this kind of push. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And even just today in my Ula One class, I. I I think contrast is a huge area that we can that we can see things more clearly. So for like the Ulan playlist, the theme is light, but it doesn't mean that this playlist actually feels very light at all. What this playlist has is a lot of contrast of asking us to go to the dark, to experience the dark, to talk about the dark so that you can then not only uh, get to the light, but actually truly appreciate light. You can see things more clearly when you felt the opposite, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. Um, or and else you start taking say... things for granted, I believe. Oh, yeah. And if I... everything is always light, you're not like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for this because it's all you know. Right. And then you just think like that's like sometimes that's just how it is. some members of my family who've had a very easy go of it, which is lucky for them. That's awesome. Right. right. But they, I remember they're like, I would never be a caregiver. Oh, sure. I would never help with that. And part of me internally was like, how do you know you're never going to be 
you're the never going to have it. something that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. Like that's <clears> such a, but it's almost because they've never been touched by it. Yeah. That they're almost, um, they think they're so far above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which yeah. makes me jealous too. Like, oh, how wonderful. You're just nice always you. sort of floating up here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, where I get so like, you know, uh-huh. I could die tomorrow. And I'm like, right. whoa, why am I thinking about that now? That's not helpful. Yeah, but what that does, I think, is it also anchors us in the present moment. Because when you know that what you have could be fleeting, it mm-hmm. helps you appreciate it more. And I think that is the beauty of contrast. Mm-hmm. Because you've had strong moments in your life where you didn't know if there was going to be a tomorrow. And so it helps you really appreciate, I've got I've got to feel gratitude for this present moment. I've mm-hmm. got to feel gratitude for today. But people who have never had to be really confronted with some serious dark stuff, it's like they, they can take the light for granted easier. They can, yeah. Which makes I think, me, I do get jealous of them. But just oh, reminds me, you know, there's nothing to be jealous of. You know, all of us are in the same boat eventually. Yeah. Really. And, you know, just kind of like what we touched on last week with, uh, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, with um, the Letting Go podcast, you know, we were talking about trying to protect someone from actually hitting rock bottom. But we have also admitted that our greatest lessons and blessings have been from going to that place. That's very true. And so um, recognizing that it is in that contrast of experiencing what it feels like to hit those moments in our life that I think can help us not only uh, be grateful, but also um, have sympathy and empathy in ways that we wouldn't be able to have. And I'm sure your family members have a difficult time relating to many people. That's probably, that's true. Yes. Because who, it's, it's a, it's a very, very tiny population of the world who hasn't really had to deal or be concerned with too much, uh, besides their own personal enjoyment. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's hard to relate to. And it, and it really, it's, it's hard to be as compassionate when you don't have, uh, much to relate with. Yeah. Right. They're kind of like, well, what do I have to be compassionate about? Yeah. I've never felt like, that. I feel fine. Yeah. How about you? What's the problem with you? Yeah, exactly. You know, or why are you fat? You know, like I remember them, like one family member just like berating oh, one of sure. my kids. Like, why are you so fat? Oh. Like, why are you drinking that juice? It's yeah. like, well, you know, you're lucky. You're, you're lucky. You haven't had to deal with, yeah. you know, issues you don't like know, that. You don't know how that feels. Right. You, exactly. To not it's be able to like, eat anything exactly. that you want and have no repercussions. Exactly right. Yeah. So you, you don't know you how can't it feels even empathize. to financially struggle, no. to feel, you know, the effects of prejudice or or privilege or, you know, any of that stuff that really I feel like can can give us the perspective, the perspective to have compassion. Yes. That's a very good point. So I don't know how this ties into success. Well, <laughs> you're kind of answering your own question, which is awesome. I love this. Oh, because the she's been in a, she, <laughs> she's been in a dark place, radio land, a podcast land, dark, dark place. But um it's not that dark. I mean she it's wasn't not that, that dark. dark. It's it was just, just frustrating. More frustrating and feeling like a failure. Yeah. Um, well, and I've worked really hard 
And, and, and I don't want to be, and, and that's another good point. You know, of course you can feel like a failure. Like, I don't want to take that away either. Like, not to say like, thank you, you should, thank but, you. <laughs> let me feel like a failure. Yes, okay. We're, we're so like the same thing with the tissue and don't cry. Oh, stuff. sure. It's almost like, of course we're going to feel like failures mm-hmm. when things don't turn out the way, or even in this process aren't happening the way they, we thought they should be. Yeah. Um, so of course we can feel that way. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. No, and I think that when things like this happen, then it is such a strong opportunity to reevaluate why you're doing the work you're doing or why you're in the relationship you're in or why, why, whatever this thing that has created these feelings of failure, it just really gives you a good opportunity to think, okay, well, what's important about this to me? Yes. Because for me, when I actually think about it, there are things that are way more important to me about the work that I'm doing than um, this notion of it being quote unquote successful in the way that we as a capitalistic society views it. View and what would as, that be? As like, uh, you know, more money, more bigger company. Da, 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 da. It's it usually has to do with bigger, numbers, more. bigger, more. And I think just like, um, just like um, maybe we and we talk about this in some of our workshops. It like with body confidence, you may feel like you're doing a lot of work to feel comfortable and confident in your body, but no matter how much work you do at the at that you're still going to have constant messages through marketing media social media all of that that are telling you that there is actually a uh, a beauty standard mm-hmm. and then no matter how much work you do there is still this collective subconscious energy that sets us up to think that if we don't look a certain way, then we are not as beautiful or as desirable or as, as feminine as good, or as good you know. or as worthy as, 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 you know, I'm speaking from a, 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 a woman's perspective as, you know, worthy of, uh, you know, anything, whatever Love, it is. Attention, Love, attention, companionship, totally. friendship even. So I have to, I have to translate this over then to like the, um, even just, I don't know, I don't know if I should call it the business world, but just the maybe career world, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, even no matter how much I tell myself the work that I'm doing is meaningful, I, you know, I'd rather have a really big impact on a few people than a, a so-so impact on a bunch of people. I still am living in a society and a culture that values uh, more, 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 more bigger. bigger is better. Yeah. Um, money is the ultimate goal. goal. So even if I'm doing all that personal work, I'm still part of a culture that values something different. And that is, it's hard to always be butting up against that. And when you feel weak, then I feel like it can affect you more. Yes. And I feel like also the sense of failure, even if it's um, self-defined, it is, 
when when you're feeling that way, then it can just flare up all your insecurities. Well, of course, because we talked about negative bias. Yes, totally. And how our brain works on negative bias. Yes. And so we have the little pinprick maybe of like negativity. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. Is the numbers wrong? You know, what does this mean? You know, my business isn't bigger and better like it should be or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the pinprick turns into a flood. Yeah, because really. it, well, it just yeah. kind of, and it just, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like you have a big balloon and you just mm-hmm. pricked it and then and it, and it just let all the negativity out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in a weird way. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just like triggered my issues. <laughs> yes. So now I'm not only sitting with this feeling of like, oh man, like I suck as a business owner. Then I'm also like. I'm not good enough. Like, I, you know, just then it, then I'm it not triggers worthy. all of the other stuff that you're like, man. Kind of like your glasses. Yeah. It's like, then you just, yeah, you're, but I feel like with me, it's not just one pair of glasses. No. And it's like, and that, and I'm bad at that. And you're I, putting you know, I can't do that. On. I'm a bad mom. Like, I just shouldn't do any of this. I just shouldn't do any of it. Yeah. You know? so right. it's like, yeah. I don't mean to make this podcast whiny, but good goodness it's been it's yeah it's been hard yeah and that and I and I think it's I think it's really hard when you like try really hard to do something well Mm -hmm. and then when it doesn't work and of course because we base it on bigger and better like we'll get more money because I'm doing this really well Yeah, it's like I mean yeah things should be growing faster than they're growing Mm -hmm. things should be you know whatever and then when they're not then I'm like I am an incompetent business owner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I suck as a manager. I shouldn't be doing this. You know, like, and then so it triggers all that stuff. That cavalcade. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, why am I I doing anything? Right. That's what I do all the time. (laughs) If I have a class, you know, a bad class, I'll call Kaylee and I'll be like, I'm retiring now. (laughs) Exactly. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) <laughs> Only three people came. Didn't do very good. I'm done. But that's hard. I mean, it's you take really over. Hard. It's all yours. Yeah. I won't teach anymore. I'll be in the back office. I'll just manage the spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you don't have to see me out there. <laughs> but it's funny how it just it just it just radiates into all these other areas of yeah. our li- of yeah. our lives. You totally. know, and starting a business is hard. You know, like it really is. But. It's like, man, I thought it would get easier at a certain point. I don't think it does. Ugh, it's like exhausting. I mean, I guess if you just like a giant business and then you sell it or something. Well, yeah, then you don't own it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Then you just make all the money from it. (laughs) That That sounds easy. Isn't that great? But those people work so hard, working, climbing, climbing, working, 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 and then eventually someone buys them and they're like, but you can keep as CEO or whatever, right? which is awesome. Cool. Yeah, and then they pay you the big bucks or whatever. But, But, you know, then you do have to be careful because you can't end up like a... That guy you talked about in the Letting Go, when the Letting Go podcast about, or maybe you talked or about it in the workshop. In workshop. But you've talked about him in a podcast before I have, yeah. where he just worked, 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 and he had all the people around his table. And then as soon as he retired and had like hit the top of his career and had made a ton of money, as soon as he retired, no one was at his table anymore. It was like poof, they were gone. gone. And he looks so, my dad said he looks so sad. Yeah, and so I guess I... So he was sitting on his mound of money, kind of. Right. But all alone. Yeah. And I guess for me, I just hope you guys are at my table. (laughs) (laughs) 
even if we're broke and can't survive, you know, it's like, the, but again, it's like. I think that's the one thing you have guaranteed with this business is a lot of people will be at your table. And that, you know, yeah, it's all about I, connection. It's, people. it's, it's people. people. And when we were, that's why I just keep going back to in Minneapolis, you know, doing the training yeah. there and doing those wonderful workshops too with everybody is I just realized it just reiterates to me the importance of the connection. It's so, I mean, that is what, that's our business. That's our business. You know, if we can measure our business in that, then I think we're doing a good job. And I go back to the value sheet. Yeah, the value sheet. Because I remember when we were filling that out and I looked over at Kaylee and I'm like, oh, our work, my work here, um, checks off all these values that I don't have to be like, you know, just, it just fills Mm -hmm. up my cup Mm -hmm. so much in terms of citizenry and education and spirituality, spirituality, personal growth. Yep. Well-being. Well, physical, physical and uh, mental well-being. Yeah, it does. And, and I'm fortunate enough that my family doesn't rely on me making money to survive. So I do understand that I'm coming from a place where I don't have to make this profitable to still be meaningful. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And like, I went home and I was like crying to Rob and I'm like, I suck. I'm sorry. I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you, the work you're doing is so much more valuable than the money that you bring from this, you know? And and it's true, and I'm just very grateful that I have a husband who understands that value isn't always financial. Yes, and that we're in a position, and you have the freedom, and I have the freedom, right? And I have the position because. That's... But there's a part of me that, because I have that freedom, I want to prove that I can do it. Well, and I have that. We're both the same. We both that are way. driven that way. Because yeah, I want to prove it to myself, and I think that's maybe one of the like most disappointing things about this is like I want to show myself. That I can do this. Yeah. And I just, and I have And to do it in the understanding of Western culture way. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a weird way. I'm the same way, you know, because I'm like, you know, I'm the baby of the family and I don't have to work either because of other financial reasons. And, but, and I think everyone just looks at me like, oh, you're so cute or you're so funny or. Right. But it's like, you know, nice that you have that hobby and part like, it's not a hobby. Right. Like, look at this it's business. It's not a hobby. It's not yeah. a hobby. We're changing the world. Yeah. You know? But they kind of want to see it in the financial way that you're actually doing something. Right. Quote, exactly. unquote, right. doing something. Right. It's more like, oh, that's so sweet. Right. Like, how cute of you. Right. You know, helping people. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no. You know? You guys listen up. Totally. We're in the Fortune 500, you know, and I, I know. don't even know. Yeah, it's why like you that's... would almost feel like you could, like, combat their negativity yeah. if you had the, like, like yeah, if you could, like, say that. Yeah, I just well, changed people... my stature sitting. Like, I'm like, that's how I... You did. You just, I would like, come in and I would sit up. at the dining room table kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, and I don't like, hello, but again, that's good for us to know because we need to explore then. Really, what is success? What? Yeah, exactly. Because if I'm basing it on like, oh, you need to be in a Fortune 500 company. How happy are you going to be, though? How much time are you going to get with your family? None. Are you going to live in the city you want to? No. Are you going to, you know, like you then you have to break it into those types of questions and think, would I be happier? Would my family be happier? Yeah. Would I feel more fulfilled? Would I be doing more fulfilling work? 
I'm sure there are Fortune 500 companies who do very, very, very meaningful work, yes. and their employees and their you know their people are 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 completely filled up. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. know. I I don't know. And so I it it is like it's important to come back to why you're doing the things that you're doing, and then letting your definition of I don't know. I mean, maybe we don't even define success and failure. Maybe what we need to do is just continue to ask the question, like, is this work meaningful? Is Am I using my gifts to the highest ability? Am I serving people in my highest capacity? Am I, um, am I happy with my work-life balance? Um, do I still enjoy the work that I'm doing? Asking those types of questions, and that needs to be kind of our guide as to uh, as as to how well we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> as to how well we're doing, yeah. not just like oh, you know, this year we this is what happened. And, yeah, we you increased know. the whatever by this percent. Right, and we're like, check that out. Check it out. But it's almost like you get more street cred if you can say that stuff. I know. Well, yeah, that's the whole, you And know. so you've got, but so that's what I'm saying is like we're we're constantly, no matter how hard you do, the no, no matter how hard you work to do the personal work, you still live in a society that's going to value something else. Yes. And so just understanding that and then giving yourself a, uh, like the pep talks, the continual pep talks to be like, no, this is why you do this work. Right. This is this what is you're why doing you do this for. Right. This it's is like, why you do this and work. And if you want to be part of a Fortune 500 company, then you better go do it. Yeah. And if you I know? want to make a bunch of money, I need to quit Ula. Ula no. needs to go bye-bye. Then we need to open up Suddenly then, then Salad. Then we, open our, <laughs> then we open up our salad bar. <laughs> and that is going to bring in the big bucks. Boku bucks, baby. <laughs> Boku. I'm telling you. I don't know. It's hard though because I also like went to school for business, you know, and I'm like, oh, I suck. Like, I just suck. <laughs> but not, no, but really, people, like, again, we'll go back to the connection, the life change. I know, changing. I know, but this is, and where... even in business. So we're, we're trying to fight the, not fight, but sort of change the fitness industry, you know, yeah, in terms and of. And we, we're up against resistance. Yes, of course. Constantly. But I feel like anytime you're trying to do something, uh, don't you want to ride a bike for 30 minutes? Radical. No, I don't want to ride a bike for 30 minutes. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want, it doesn't make me feel good. When I leave, it's not like I can go deal with all the shit at my house and my brain, you know, where I'm like, what's happening with my kids? And mm -hmm. how did I do this here? You know, when I do that work, it's sure, I, maybe my body looks pretty good, right. but my brain doesn't feel so good. Right. You know what I mean? And to some people, I guess it does. And it but does it's to like, some people. I don't want to do that type of work. I want my work to be like full being. I love that. I want, I want this work to be healthy, beneficial, therapeutic, nourishing for the whole self. But unfortunately, I don't think everyone wants that. Clearly. No, and it's almost like they just don't know. Or they've had it and then they don't want it anymore. Yeah, maybe and that's like yeah, I said. This fine. is the part that's that's hard for me. It's discouraging. It's fine, but it doesn't run a business. No, it doesn't run a business. So then, no. we're, when you're in this situation and instructors decide not to teach and you know whatever, it's like, man, what else could we be doing? Like how, just racking my brain how to be a better, better business owner for this business and you know I just feel like I'm sucking at it right now so. I still think we're doing pretty good thanks because I guess go 
<laughs> I go back to Minneapolis. So I'll go back Where is to the you. violin music right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and just those, you know, the master classes, the wonderful people there, the workshops, the the change on people's faces, the tears, the laughs, all that stuff. You know, I, know. I just feel like I know we we are doing something, and maybe it's not going to be the way we think it should be, but maybe that's okay. I know, right? Yeah, and like, and maybe we do have to look at, you know, in terms of confront ourselves in terms of like, okay, you know, if you're in this to make a ton of money, then you got to change the paradigm. Right. Because it's kind of like a values thing, too. Yeah. And that is okay. I'm not against making a ton of money. But if that's what you want to do, if that's going to be the big portion of your pie, then we got to shift paradigm focus right well and we have put so much work into actually uh constricting growth yes she's exactly (laughs) right we have put a lot of thought and a lot of like processes in place that make uh growth not 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 really uh not part of the paradigm at all, really. Not It's like personal growth is part of the paradigm. And that is a slow process. Mm. And it takes time. Painful. And it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. And it's not very profitable. But, but that is what we've committed to. And that is what we stand firm by. And mm-hmm. so why am I comparing myself to a paradigm that we have said we reject this? You're exactly right. That's exactly right. So then, yeah. So I'm like, okay, come on, Kaylee. Yeah. Snap two. Snap two. Snap two. Hop, hop, hop. Get hop. out of your little pity party you're having yeah. for yourself here. Of course, here. we need pity parties as we talked about before. Well, you're right. I think we they are drivers, especially for you and me. I feel like, you know, sometimes that, that confrontation with the negative or that sense of failure or whatever, it's it they can usually serve as pretty powerful wake-up calls. Yes, definitely. But I'm like, but then I'm like, well, why can't I make a cupcake order? What the hell is that about? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think there's something energetically bigger happening right now which I'm not really sure what it is but I we sometimes at work we draw um we draw cards and so this morning we drew from um this deck uh what's it called cards to the universe no it's called a note from the universe I believe oh notes from the universe notes from the universe I thought it said a go-card dick excuse me (laughs) what it said it didn't say that that was a go-card dick it says a go-card deck what is that i don't know i don't know something in my brain oh sorry god sorry everyone a go-card dick (laughs) yeah Mm. (laughs) go-card it's really life-changing advice in that (laughs) (laughs) so my card said The main thing those who've passed would like to tell those who've not passed is that once you get over the shock of having safely arrived, completely intact, cool as ever, and bathed in love, what you'll miss most about Earth after ice cream is the beguiling... Beguiling. Beguiling. Beguiling (laughs) romance of uncertainty. Oh, yes, you will. You really do have it made. Signed, the universe. Uncertainty. Uncertainty. The romance of uncertainty. And for those of us who like to feel like things are in control, the uncertainty is tough. And for me... Painful. Uh, yeah. And for me, it's it's there's obviously something about uncertainty that I need to be 
looking at right now and everything in my life is presenting it the card presented it um even today so we had to we tried to film Ula one on yesterday didn't work so we we i taught a special class today to film it and uh like two songs from the end second to last song you guys nobody touched anything the music stopped and then about five seconds later, it went, the music went in fast forward. Like how, how, how did the music do that? Nobody touched it. No one, no one, no one was involved in this thing. And then when it came back on, it was like super loud. And then I hit to turn the volume down and then it just skipped to the next song. <laughs> and I don't like you Spotify. I'm not on, on down. It's like, these are songs on, that are purchased on iTunes. Like it, it shouldn't have happened. Right. And so there's just some kind of weird, there's weird stuff going there's on right weird now. Energy so I've got to just figure out how to sit in this space of uncertainty. But also I do think uncertainty helps us once again, find clarity. Yes. And so this contrast, always playing with the dark and the light and the uncertainty and the clarity and, and the, these, these, these contrasts. And letting yourself flow between them, I think. Yeah. You know, because we, unfortunately, you work with me, too. And I also am obsessed with control and certainty. Yeah. So it, we're the, the same way of like... <laughs> uncertainty like even when we were talking about what was happening with the business I'm like are you sure you looked at everything correctly you know it's like yeah we must be certain right but right. it's like but yeah. of course it's life it's life like and we yeah. can't like we I mean we're not magicians you know some I'm not a psychic if yeah. I was a psychic I'd be out ball. I don't have it I might be out making millions of dollars telling everybody what they need to do right but I'm not so mm. it's just that it's just so unclear sometimes that it's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It totally is. Yeah. And we're so used to being like, and then we did this. Mm -hmm. It's action oriented. And then this is fixed. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Sometimes we do that and it's not fixed. It's not fixed. <laughs> it's not fixed. I mean, just this stupid cupcake order. I called once. I called the second time. You did everything I I was right. fixing it. I did everything right. Then I called a third time and it still wasn't fixed. And so when it's like I am doing everything in my power to fix something and it's not getting fixed, then, you know, yeah, you just are sitting in this really un uncomfortable Very place. uncomfortable place, yeah. So, yeah, this, this discomfort, this uncertainty, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's almost though we should be appreciative like it says in the card because the uncertainty like you just said gives us clarity because it makes us question things it does because if you aren't questioning anything then you become complacent and you get out of touch with your feelings mm -hmm. you get so just like blah 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 this is just how it is that you're not confronted to ask yourself the question how does this feel Right. How does this feel? Right. And that's, I mean, you guys know me. I ask this question constantly. I constantly ask this question. How does this feel? How does this feel? How does this feel? And make your decisions from that place. Now, then my impulsive side is when things feel like shit, then I want to make my decisions from that place too, which is, can be incredibly destructive. I'm always like, wait 24 hours. I know. I'm like, you know what? That's it. That's it. Third kid, I'm going to be a housewife. And I suck at being a housewife, but I'm going to do it because I suck at this more. I would hate it. She'd be like calling like, so do you want to talk about, I'm like, no, you're a housewife. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. I was a housewife for many years. Look at me now. You hated it. They called you old yeller. They, I know. 
<laughs> have you guys heard this story? No, don't tell us. That's hilarious. Okay, we don't have to tell the story, but yeah, you probably weren't that great of a housewife. I wasn't were a very you? good housewife. Very I'd frustrated. I felt like I didn't have control. They're kind of like beasts or something, but not even like I train horses. Horses I take, I gently say, do not cross this area. Yeah. And a lot of horses are like, if you do it enough times, you kind of tap them with a little whip gently. Yeah. Then they're like, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah. But kids, kids? Uh-uh. I'm like, dude, I told you 10 times. <laughs> like, finally, I just start screaming, like, can you not hear I know. me? I know. And then, I, then I'm then i not a very good mom, you know. But yeah. uh, And I know it's, a lot of people are very good moms or more Oh, yeah, patient. way better than us. Yeah. 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 I love my kids desperately, but I am definitely not the best mom. Well, you seem pretty good when I see you, though. You're trying well, to make for sense. Saying that. Like, I'm always like, wow, how do you do that? Like, I would have yelled at Huxley a few times. Or, but you're always like, Huxley, let's talk about this. Yeah, and Why I'm like, oh, good for you. But you know I love to talk, too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I love to talk. I, I, I talk. She is. That's I, the- I, I process through talking. So then with Huxley, I'm like, let's process this through talking, little right. three-year-old. Now tell me, why did you feel like you needed to straight arm your friend I'm all, right then? Tell her to stop. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm like, well, I don't know. I just felt good. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's think about that. She's like, okay, and then she does it again. So obviously, this isn't really working either. No, that's the beauty of parenthood. Not to say that everyone has to be parents, because you don't have to be. You can find this in many different areas. But I love how it just, again, kind of like this work with success in a business, it's again holding up a mirror of like, okay, so what's important to you? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. You know, and what's going on in your life? Because this person's reflecting back to you some stuff. Yeah. And what are you going to do with that? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm going to yell. And it's like, and is that effective? Yeah. Not really. This is a really bad parenting moment. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll report back <laughs> if this is a good parenting move or not. But like B said, we always try to like ration and talk to our kids and have them understand and be like, here's why you can't do this. Okay. Here's, here's why it would work better if you do it this way. Why let's you can't talk about this. all the cookies. Yeah. Let's talk about the importance of sharing and let's, let's talk about how that felt when you pulled your sister's arm too hard and you know she fell over let's talk about that do you think that felt good to her how did it feel to you let's talk about it so that's been our approach but i mean yeah i thought it was good very but seriously my child uh i don't know she if the lesson is sticking sometimes so last night she was being absolutely horrendous at this um at this garden party that we were at and so in the car i was like i have been we have been nice to you we've talked to you in the best way possible tried to explain everything to you it's not working so now i'm just gonna be mean to you do you understand (laughs) so if you like i'm like okay i'm gonna take the other approach being nice to you has literally had zero impact on you so now i'm about to get mean anytime you do something like this anytime you listen Anytime you, like, you know, whatever, like, I'm going to be mean about it because I've been nice for four years now. (laughs) I don't know how long it's going to last, but I think she took me more seriously. Well, then she was like, they talk about that in horse training. I took this one class. I've taken many, but one of the classes we had our horses and the guy's like, and now you're going to move your horse over to the right and you're standing by their right shoulder. So it was like, first you gently touch them on the right shoulder. (laughs) And of course the horse is like, whatever. (laughs) But he's like, if your horse is well-trained and I touch him on the right shoulder, they will move over. They kind of know. But okay. our horses don't know. So I touch gently. He's like, okay, that didn't work. Now we're going to touch harder. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, the horse is still like, what are you, why what are you, are you pushing on my shoulder? Yeah. So we do it. So you increase the level uh-huh. kind of, but you, so you start low and, and finally you're, you're like, whip, oh, God. <laughs> whip them on the shoulder and they go, whoa, and they move over and right. you're like, good horse. Good. So eventually, and it took a few times, but it was kind of interesting. Eventually I could just touch, touch. the horse. And it would move over. But the horse had to know you were serious. It had to know I was right the first time. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like, yeah, I don't really take you seriously, lady. Yeah, you seem very nice. Let's talk about that. That's a good point. Let's talk about this, huh? Yeah, because it's like I try to explain this to you why you need to act this way and not that way. Right. So then last night, yeah, I'm like, I'm done explaining to you. All All right? right. You just need to understand that I'm serious, and when I say don't do that, then you can't do that. Yeah. You can't straight arm your friend and choke her. You can't do it. Feels good. Especially in front of her mom. I'm like, oh my God. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to hang out with this friend anymore. Right. That's upsetting. It's upsetting. But you, you know? said it though that you it finally it felt like you meant it. Yeah, I, yeah. And it almost means and still so that trainer would say then even the next time you start with a soft. Start first. with the soft. So you always start, but then you mm-hmm. can slowly work up. Mm-hmm. to the bigger mm-hmm. but you always start with the soft because eventually you want you don't want to train them that you always have to go have to yell hard. yeah because i don't i don't want to parent like right that. so i thought that it was a good point feel like, good start with the soft every yeah. time no that's a really good point yeah. yeah because i'm like i don't want to have to yell at you no, and then you'll be old yeller but like i also me. need you to take it seriously that when we say you can't do that you can't do that and i mean that and i mean mommy that. and daddy mean that we're not and i don't want to spend the entire time parenting you right I'm trying to explain to you why you why you have to take turns on the swing i don't want to have to spend i've explained to you why you have to take turns a million times i don't want to spend our garden party time explaining to you why you have to take turns right i want to be able to say huxley not your turn remember Let we your take go. turns and then for her to say okay because you're actually going to make us leave right now Right. If I don't. Yeah. It's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, Parenting is hard. Wow. Parenting is hard. Hello. I Super can't believe hard. it. And now my kids are old. Well, I have one going into sixth grade. <laughs> no. <laughs> Middle Crazy. school. But my other kids are old. I, I still think he's in third grade. I know. He still acts like Ray it's Ray is like a third grade. Yeah, but he looks so, he's so. But now he's getting so tall. You know, he's so tall. But for some reason, I just see little Ray Ray. Yeah, like his a, little eight-year-old. Yeah. So cute. Totally. Yeah. Now that he's little 11. Little baby face. Soon to be 12. Crazy. But those big kids, you know, I, I for some reason, I'm kind of dumb. But I thought you have all these kids and then they'll grow up and then they'll kind of take care of you. Yeah. But you know what? They grow up, but I still have like issues with some of them. Yeah. <laughs> what? They don't go away? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe by the time they get to be 30. Oh, no, Actually, I don't know. You you people with older kids will be like, be, you know, be hello. Wake up. Of course, you're always going to be a mother and you're always going to be a parent, even yeah. when they're 40 or 50. You know, yeah. I guess we're always parents. Like, you know. Yeah. In just different degrees, but it, I'm just still surprised that they can kind of break my heart or, you know, hurt my feelings or, right. you know, where I still feel like I'm a, not a good parent. Yeah. That it can type still of trigger that it's sense still, of failure. Yeah. That still sense of failure. Even I'm though like, you're like, I thought when you turned 18, I was done. Yeah. I'm but it's now. like, but it can still, that stuff can still trigger you. It can. It's like you have this umbilical cord that's attached to them. And yeah. maybe other folks out there, you're, you're better with that. And maybe you can tell me how you don't feel that as much. And maybe you do, but it's still a, still a process. Oh man. <laughs> uh, 
Can't things just be easy? But I'm so <laughs> thankful for it, though, too, even though, like, Kaylee saw me cry today and, you know, all this stuff. And But I am thankful for it. I, I am thankful for the... For the cure, for this, how things change, and I can't expect always to feel good about everything I do, or you know, right? Yeah, yeah, because it helps you continue not only to grow, but also to like really, it it puts the question right up in your face in a way that just uh, comfort and complacency don't. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, I'm doing real good, like almost kind yeah. of a cocky attitude. Yeah, and like, then it gets you. I've got it all figured out, and then suddenly it's like, bam, and then I'm like, hey, hey, hey. You better stay grounded down yeah, here. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Pay attention. And maybe that's what maybe that's what happened after our trip to the Twin Cities is we're like, our work is meaningful. Like, you know, what we do matters. This is great. And then I think then it maybe we got slammed with a little bit of yeah, but of reality or yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. You still have to think about all of these other things and make sure that you know. That, that go into a business. That go into a business. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, sometimes it's like. And we're not a nonprofit. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like, you know, that would be a completely different avenue. Well, and there's a lot of people to pay now. There's a lot of people on payroll. Yeah, we have a lot of people. There are a lot of, of people dependent on, on us. There, yeah, there are people who, who need this job to, you know, pay their bills, live their life. So the fact that we can provide that for more and more and more people, that's exciting. It yes. Is. I mean, we definitely have growth. Absolutely growth. We definitely have growth. There's just yeah. room for improvement in some areas, and now it means we need to really sit down, take a hard look at that, and make mm-hmm. make business decisions from that from that perspective. Yeah. Keeping our values and our why and our mission in the forefront, but understanding how to how to mold the business to help support that mission. Exactly. So, you know, we just have work to do. We have work to do. Thank goodness. Yeah, right? What else would we be doing? Oh my god, know. we would be so bored if we had never reading some romance novel on you a beach. You do read romance. You, you go to the beach next week. <laughs> but I have to do a whole wedding. I'm kind of stressed about that. It's totally fine. Because I'm attaching success and failure to that, right? by the yeah, way. Sure. So that's sure. why it's bothersome for sure, me. Sure, because you want everything to go And I kind of don't to want to do attach success and failure to it, but... Some people in the arena with me are yeah. maybe more, and I and I'm like, uh, suddenly I'm like, I didn't think that it had to be, yeah, success or fail. But now I'm feeling like it is. Yes, and you have to live up to what you perceive their expectations of it. To exactly. Be. And I think that's actually something big for me too with Ula is that I think that other people have expectations of it that I'm afraid of not Good living up point. to. Yep. That's exactly where I'm at too. You know, and that is, that gets stressful. Yeah. We gotta be clear about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, and, and I, and I want, I, I desperately want to be, you know, even somebody the other day just asked, like, well, are you going to provide childcare at a meeting? I'm like, how do you, I can't afford, I, with what money? Yeah, they would say, we're a small business. How am I supposed to pay for, I have to probably find childcare at home, too, to have, you know. Yeah. Not, Rob will probably be there. But it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's really hard when, when you also are like, oh, do people think that we're doing so much better than we really are, which there's a blessing in that, but there's which also like a sense of um, pressure to be what people think you are or want you to be. Yes, right. And then it that kind of expectation. Yeah, and then it's hard to just be what you are because you're tied into what people expect you to be. Yeah, and that's exhausting. Oh, that's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with the wedding. 
Like, I'm yeah, like, it's exhausting. Oh my gosh, there's all these expectations now. I, I, I well, was just like, let's just have a fun party. And then you focus on and those maybe things. some things won't be perfect, but right. I'm always like, but at least it was fun. But now I'm like, uh oh. But now it has to be this thing that people yes, thought it would be. Like, what does it say about me if it's yes, not? Yes, it's like a reflection on that I was me. like um, that I didn't think about all these details. <laughs> Or that I actually think that this is good. Sometimes shit happens and you're like, yeah, I think this sucks too. Okay. Yeah. But I did my best. Yeah, I tried. Or there was, you know, a, a, yeah, the, a, a detail got forgotten somewhere. I am sorry, but I did my best. Yeah. And you have food and you have drink. You have food and you have drink. And you're and a beautiful you're place. You're on a beach. <laughs> That's what Mike keeps saying. You're in a beautiful place. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Yeah, but you it's know. hard not to. It's hard not to get tied up in the details. And oh my God, the wedding industry is insane. The amount that you could think that you have to do and Ridiculous. provide for a wedding, I can't even, I mean, I'm going to have it with three girls that I hope they all elope like their mother and father did. <laughs> Children. Or they could do it at the ranch. Follow your parents yeah. and just elope at the courthouse. It's yeah, it's very easier that way. I talked to someone last night about that. They were like, we just loved eloping. I loved it too. I didn't want the pressure of a wedding. That's well, I didn't realize. My wedding wasn't very, I didn't feel much pressure. Hawaiian style. You know, my mom took care of a lot of it. Yeah. But it was so, Hawaii's just kind of like, it's. we're just going to have a great time. And here's the church. Here's some flowers. And here's yeah. your dinner. Yeah. But now I'm realizing that, you know, other oh people gosh. have. What are the gifts that we give at this the, moment? And wh- yeah. what do we have to have this and this and that and that and seat assignment? And how do you write the cards? And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are we talking about? I just want to have a fun party. Exactly. And celebrate a marriage of two people in love. Yes. But again, better? it's coming back to the why. And then thinking about a that is point. what the forefront of this needs to be. That's a good point. And then everything else needs to support that. Yes. That is when it needs to be. All of the other details and the happenings need to just be in support of that why. Yeah. And I think when you can operate from that place, whether it's a wedding or a business or even um, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there in life? Weddings, work, relationships. relationships. Parenting. Parenting. I don't know. I have no idea what else. <laughs> I don't know what you people do with your time. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but I think when you can have the quote unquote operations always be in support of your why. Yeah. Uh, then that keeps you happy. Yeah. It keeps people happy. Don't get confused with all the other stuff. But it is confusing. It is confusing. Hello. So anyways. Anyways. Glad we could talk with you today. Thanks for listening to me whine. Everyone in my life has had to do that. So welcome. You guys are now a part of that. <laughs> in the podcast world. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks so much for listening as always. Love you guys. Love you. Love you.